Welcome to the Two Fab Femmes Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Hill and Gina Cafaso. Conversations on every topic for women to survive in this great big world. Welcome back, Femmes. This is Gina. And this is Maggie. And boy, do we have an amazing show for you. This one's big. Huge. Yes. Huge, huge. <laughs> but before we do that, you know what we do. Actually, I'm kind of crawling this week. But oh. <laughs> we're crawling into a bar, or at least I'm crawling. Maggie's walking behind me. <laughs> Tell me about your week, Maggie. What drink is your week? You know, I'm just kicking back with a little wine in a fireplace, huh? and that's me. It's It's been a good week. I've been getting a lot of things done. Still waiting to hear back from a certain uh, situation. Oh. So I'm a little pins and needles. So yeah. the wine keeps me relaxed. <laughs> But uh, but it's been a good week. So Gina, um, oh, me? and all the hairiness I of your... I, I found a fun little drink called Dancing with Wolves. And I was like, yeah. yes. But yeah, I'm just, it's just been rough. It's oh, just, it's just a lot. Yeah, exactly. I just have a lot, a lot of stuff going on. I'm dancing around a lot of things. I'm trying to figure out some stuff. I'm, work is just, my workload is, is just, yeah, extreme right now. You know, it's just one of, it's just one of those weeks. But I'm looking, light at the end of the tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So... Anyway, take okay. a deep breath, meditate. I'm probably oh. going to start yoga, even though I always get sick when I do yoga. I went to yoga thing. today. Well, you just can't do downward facing yes, dog. Yes, I can't because I get, yeah. Downward I, facing hurl. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly what that's it is. Good. So anyway, so that that's it. So anyway, should we get started? We absolutely should. I'm really excited about this show, Gina. Crashing hit a wall. the mother of reality Lee Winner on and if you don't know her story you are going to learn about this young lady who bravely exposed the Russians hacking into the US voting software one week before our elections this is extremely relevant 25 years old and she has one heck of a story so we welcome Billy Winner Davis Billy so nice to have you oh thank you so much for having me on well, first off, let me say, Billy, thank you again for joining us. That's, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show, and it's such an interesting story. But we want you to take our listeners through the story and the circumstances that led to your daughter's arrest. So my daughter, Reality Lee Winner, she was in the U.S. Air Force for six years right out of high school, and she was actually a linguist. She was a Middle Eastern linguist for the Air Force, and she worked at the NSA, and after she was discharged from the Air Force, she took a job with a private contractor there in Georgia, in Augusta, Georgia, working at the NSA in Fort Gordon. And in her work with the NSA, she came across a document that now I understand that this document was just out there. It was one of the most It was one of the trending documents at that time. So many, many people in the NSA were looking at this document. And the document actually was a summary of the intelligence agency's information about the Russian attempts to hack into election systems in at least 21 of our states during the 2016 elections. And as I say, this document, what I, what I have found out, you know, since all of this is 
the reason why this reality even came across this document is because this document was trending at that time. I guess within the intelligence community, certain documents and information is like trending, kind of like on Twitter. You know, more people are talking about it, more people are accessing it, more people are looking at it. And so that's how she came across it. This was in May of 2017 after the uh, presidential election. And this is at a time when our White House administration is trying very hard to tell the American people that the Russians did not attempt to interfere with our elections and that that's all a hoax. This is at a time when the FBI director, James Comey, was fired by President Trump. And President Trump basically bragged to Russian diplomats in the Oval Office that he got rid of the whole Russian thing. He, he took care of it. It's done. And continued to say that the conspiracy or the, the stories with regard to Russians interfering with our election was all a hoax. Here you have my daughter, you know, a 25-year-old who, yes, she was unhappy with the election, but she's sitting there and she's hearing on Fox News that there was no Russian interference, but yet she's looking at this document with absolute proof that they attempted to break into our voting systems. And she's asking herself, why can't this be out there? And when are they going to release this? And she kind of got to the boiling point that week, and she decided that she would print it, she would put it in an envelope, and she would send it anonymously to an online media source so that the American people would know that, no, this wasn't a hoax, that this, this really did happen. We were really under attack by a foreign government. That media outlet was Intercept? Was that yes, the- it was. What I know from her is that she had very minimal contact with them. She had contacted them one time to get a transcript of a podcast that she had listened to with regard to climate change because she had been actually meeting with her senator's office, providing them information about climate change. And so she wanted to get this transcript. And so that was really her only dealing with The Intercept prior to this. That's incredible. And the fact that she took that and said, you know, really weighed it and this is what I need to do and and followed through is absolutely amazing, particularly for a 25-year-old young lady. Billy, take us through reality in the early days. Who was she growing up? Did she have those types of convictions? Was she a strong little girl? Give us a little snapshot there. She's brilliant. She's always been highly intelligent. And yes, she does have very strong convictions when she believes in something, you know, and but she's always done what's right. I never had to worry about reality being in trouble. The worst thing that she ever did in her entire childhood was in the eighth grade, right before her graduation, she and some other students in her class planned a food fight, and she was one (laughs) of the main organizers to plan this. But that was kind of all in fun, and so I didn't see it as anything very serious as far as her being in trouble. But she was always a leader in her class. She was always somebody who went out of her way to do the right thing and to help. You know, in high school, she volunteered for different organizations and community events. She was always involved in in those kind of things. Like, for example, when uh, Hurricane Katrina happened, 
they were sending some of the victims down to our area. And immediately, I mean, reality was on board as far as going to the Coliseum to help set up the shelters for them. That's Um, amazing. She also, in high school, you know, did some work where they went and they did restorations and, like, they would um, do yard work and things for elderly, you know, and shut-ins. She's always been somebody who cares very deeply about her community and about being a positive, being a positive force. She was awarded a full scholarship with the university here in Kingsville, but she turned that down to go into the Air Force. You know, she wanted to serve. She wanted to do something of importance. She also volunteered with an organization called Athletes Serving Athletes, where she would run races and marathons pushing disabled youth through the race so that they could cross that finish line. That was very important to her. She was an organizer for the shoeboxes for the Samaritan's Purse, sending shoeboxes for Christmas for children around the world to make sure that they had what they needed. She volunteered for vets, organizations. Anytime that she could do something that would make a difference, that's what she would do. I think that's so impressive. Well, she has such a positive attitude and such a positive force. You know, that leads me to my next question, because some have called her a domestic terrorist. Some have called her, well, obviously, whistleblower, traitor, and others have called her a patriot. How does she consider herself? I'm not sure what she considers herself. I know that she never meant to receive any kind of recognition or notoriety out of any of this. You know, she sent the information, the document anonymously. She didn't do this so that the world would know, you know, that Reality Winner gave the Americans this information. I think that she does consider herself a whistleblower. She never meant to do any harm to our country. And in fact, she was trying to do the right thing and trying to give us, you know, the information that we needed to protect ourselves. I do believe that she sees herself as a whistleblower and a patriot, definitely. I know that there's been some talk about, you know, things that were found in her diaries with regard to her hating America, her text messages that they brought up with her sister. But no, this is a girl who served her country. This is a girl who was awarded a commendation medal. This is a girl who has always gone out of her way to fight for her country, to protect others and to work for a better country and and world. So she is a patriot. So, Billy, and and you brought it up just a little bit there, but after her home was searched and they found her diary, and of course, it looked like there was an expressed support for the Taliban and Osama Mm -hmm. bin Laden and, you know, fascination with the Middle East and terrorism. What has reality stated about that? I haven't heard anything in terms of her rebuttal there, but give us a little insight there. Yeah. And one of the things about reality's case is that nobody has heard from reality because the government has made sure she has been silenced. Interesting. Yes. That's the thing is reality was arrested on June 3rd, 2017. She was denied bail throughout the entire pretrial process. And they made sure that America never heard from reality winner. And there was a gag order put in place for her attorneys and everybody involved in the case. So nobody heard from her attorneys either. That's the reason why my husband and I, especially myself, I've gone out there to make sure that 
I tell everybody the other side of this because nobody else is going to do it. And all you're going to see is the prosecution's side of this is how terrible Reality Winner is and what a villain she is. They took everything positive about reality and they twisted it to a negative. They even told a tale that reality joined the Air Force so that she could plot against her country. And yes, in her home, they did find books on the Taliban. They found books on the Middle Eastern. But if you stop to think about it, for six years of reality's life, Mm. she had to immerse herself into the Middle Eastern culture. In order to be as good as she was at her job protecting us and taking out terrorists, she did. She immersed herself into their culture. She learned everything she could about their history, about their culture, about their lifestyles, so that when she was analyzing intel that was coming into her, she understood the meaning behind it. And that's why, you know, another thing that they never brought up in the courtroom is that Reality was awarded a commendation medal by the U.S. Air Force. And let me just go through some of the numbers that is in this commendation. She was responsible for geolocating 120 enemy combatants. She was deployed in a special deployment, and she aided in the the capture of 650 enemies, okay? 600 enemies killed as a result of her missions. And she identified 900 high-value targets. She was awarded a medal because she went above and beyond. This is something the prosecution didn't bring out. And the reason why Reality had books on the Taliban, the reason why she watched, you know, their newscast is because she was immersed in their world. It's it's a lot like going undercover. She had to in order to be that good, okay? But, But the prosecution didn't tell anybody that piece of it. They just wanted her to look like a terrorist because that's what Americans are afraid of. But Reality is not a terrorist. She's actually the opposite. Somebody who who aided in 650 enemy captures and 900 high-value targets is not somebody who is going to go and join a terrorist organization. They just they, they took pieces of her life and they took them out of context and they twisted them to paint this picture of a person who was dangerous to our country. And that's how they kept her in jail. Disturbing, Um, but not surprising. Not surprising, it's true. Yeah. So, So, you know, uh, take us back to when she took the document. Was she even thinking, like, I mean, it must have been a daunting task for her to decide to take that document out of the NSA, classified document, and send it to the Intercept news site. So what was her state of mind? Do you think she was scared or has she talked to you? Have you been able to communicate with her about what her feelings were at the time? I have not. We have not. We have stayed away from any conversations that have to do with the actual document and with her printing it and sending it. But from her interrogation by the FBI, when she did admit to doing it, you know, she told them she never once thought about the consequences. She just knew that this had to get out there. She was just so frustrated and angry and said, why isn't this out there? Why don't the American people know this? Uh, When you say trending, too, do you mean like it was trending 
like were it like through email or through it was just the document was printed and people were reading it? Is that kind of what that means? From what I've, I've learned is that when you work in the Intel community or the NSA, you can pull up like a weekly newsletter or something, something like that, and you'll, they'll have the, the top trending. It's a lot like Twitter. It's like, oh. okay, what's trending today? And so, it's like an internet of some sort. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. So, those who are conspiracy theorists can say, you know, maybe it was out there trending because maybe somebody wanted it out. They were hoping that there would be one brave soul that would would take it out, you know. But I do know that reality kind of, she sat on the document for a few days. I mean, it wasn't something that she just whipped out and did right now. You know, I know that she sat on it for a few days and then mailed it. So since the day that she printed it and then the day that she mailed it. She did tell the, the FBI that she wasn't thinking about the consequences. She was only thinking, why can't this be out there? Why why haven't they released this? I mean, it's right here. I also find it unbelievable, Billy, that not one congressperson has spoken on Reality's story. And so if you had a chance to sit down with one person in Congress, who would it be and why? Initially, when I think about this, I think Ted Lieu, because he's been the one that has really advocated for whistleblowers. And then within the last couple of days, it's been AOC, you know, saying whistleblowers should be protected. Mm -hmm. I really think for myself, the person that I would definitely want to sit down with would be Nancy Pelosi, Uh. the Speaker of the House. I would really want to speak with her, to talk with her about reality and about why she needs you know, their attention. Well, I think those are three great choices. (laughs) I'm hoping that they're vying for some sort of whistleblower protection act along with the Espionage Act, and there should be a counterpart. So hopefully that is in the works, but... You've picked the strong three, I'll right, tell you. Right, We'll, we'll send yeah. it to Nancy. We'll send this we'll podcast send to Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll make her make her listen. Please do, right. Because it, I mean, and even reality, did she pled guilty to this. She is convicted of this. But another thing that I've been very vocal about is the use of the Espionage Act and the need for our Congress to look at the Espionage mm-hmm. Act and how it's being used against citizens like reality. When when you look at it and you look at what reality did, that is not spying. She wasn't conspiring with a foreign agency. She mm-hmm. didn't sell secrets. Uh, what she did was she gave the American people information about attack from a, go- a foreign government. It, it just, to me, it doesn't match with the Espionage Act And when they launch the Espionage Act against somebody, it makes their defense impossible. Everything is done in secret, and it's such a vague bill or act that everything fits underneath it, and you can't defend yourself. If they charge you with the Espionage Act, you're just done. You can't defend yourself. So how are you coping with this? This situation, I mean, this has totally changed our entire lives. You know, we've been dealing with this for almost two years. It'll it'll be two years on June 3rd. I uh, retired from my career. I moved to Georgia for a while while she was there to be to make sure that I was there. We've been through, you know, all of the horrendous situations with regard to her jailing and that, you know, the, the conditions and things like that. I talk to her now probably about twice a week. The federal system's a little bit different. She's limited on the number of phone minutes that she gets a month, and so... We really have to conserve that. 
And then we do some emailing back and forth. So she's strong. And, you know, again, reality, she supports me through this, and I support Mm -hmm. her through this. Anybody who's been involved in this, they know that, you know, reality's always been very concerned about me and making sure that I've been taken care of and she she supports me as much as I support her. Well, not surprising so. given the stories when she was growing up, always being that one that was out there for everyone else. Yeah. Where is she, Billy, right now? She is at a federal facility in Fort Worth, Texas. It's Carswell. It's considered a federal medical center only because they have a hospital unit within that prison. But she is not in the hospital. Um, Some people have gotten confused about that, wondering, you know, is she okay because she's at the Federal Medical Center? But that's just the the name of the facility because they do have the hospital unit there. But she's um, not in the hospital unit. She's in the prison. Isn't she a fitness trainer and she practices yoga? Oh, yes. um, She's actually a certified yoga instructor. And she's also a certified spin instructor. Ah, one of my favorite things. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That makes one of us, Gina. (laughs) She does CrossFit. She lifts weights. She was getting ready for her first weightlifting competition right before her arrest. Oh, my gosh. Um, And so she is. She's she's very fit. She's very athletic. And she's um, happy right now as She's working two jobs within the prison, and one of those is at, as a fitness instructor. Oh, good so for her. she's yeah. really trying to do her best in educating others. She's actually uh, mixing some nutrition in with that because she has also studied nutrition. And so she's um, really trying to make a difference within. So Well done. <laughs> Well, I'm very active on Twitter, and uh, you and I follow each other, and I know that there's a lot of campaigns out there. Can you give us an idea for anybody who would want to get in and support, what are some of the campaigns that are rallying for Reality's release and anything else that you have? Well, we do have some Twitter accounts. There's myself, and then there's Wendy Near. She's, she's kind of taken on the role of Reality's fairy godmother. Aww. <laughs> yes, it's very sweet. And and then we have some Facebook groups, Friends of Reality Winner and Stand with Reality Winner on Facebook. You can get all of the information on all of these sites with her organization. We have an organization it's called standwithreality.org. And that website has a bunch of media articles about her. It's got all the court documents are posted there. And it's got, you know, places where you can go to learn more and also to contact us. If people want to volunteer, they can volunteer. So you just go to that website and you can you can find out more information. Excellent. And what is the current status of her case now? Well, she was sentenced to the 63 months in prison. Plus, then after that, she has to do three years of supervised release and she will have conditions for the rest of her life. Right now, I'm in communication with the attorneys to look at filing for clemency release because she does qualify for that. And so we're, we're looking at uh, the possibility of filing for clemency. And then, of course, we will always, at some point, look at requesting a full pardon so that she can have her rights back. That was my um, next question. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I find just truly disturbing is reality lost her right to vote. Here she was protecting our vote, 
and because she's a convicted felon, she will not be able to vote. You know, that does bother her, that that hurts her, you know. It's something that she uh, feels strongly about, and so, yeah, she's like, yep, I will not be able to vote for the rest of my life. Wow. Well, unless we get that pardon. Right. Right. If we get the pardon and the restoration of rights. So, um, but we have to, we kind of have to take everything one step at a time. Right, right now, I just, I, I try to advocate. I try to build the awareness, you know, grow the support for her out there so that her name is, is always out there. So that's what I do. Billy, any closing thoughts for our listeners? Anything that you want to let them know? I just want to thank everyone for their support. And anyone who does have questions, please feel free to go on the website. And if you fill out a contact form, if you have questions, those go straight to me. I can contact you. I know there's people who don't understand what's happened in her case, and maybe they've heard the wrong thing. Please keep an open mind. Please learn as much as you can about her. She is not this evil person that the government has painted her out to be. She did not do any harm to our country through her actions. She meant to protect us, to warn us. She didn't do this for any recognition. You know, she wasn't looking to be famous or anything like that. She did it anonymously. She just did it to protect us. Well... That was powerful. Yes. I'm I'm so glad, Billy, that you joined us tonight just to get her story out. That's something that was really important to us because when we're finding things on Twitter or what have you, we get that crux of the story, but we don't understand behind the scenes of who she really was and so forth. So that was really important for us to do, and, and we were so thankful that you were able to join us. All right. It's been a yeah, pleasure. Thank you for having me on. It means a lot to me to have people who are willing to, you know, have her story out there and to hear the other side. So I really appreciate you guys. Stay strong, girl. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank have you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. I have chills. I don't know about you. Gina, oh, my gosh. That was powerful. You know what I really liked about that is you can read about this story far and wide, but you didn't get that she was, you know, an advocate for the Katrina shelters and she right. was building it and she was such a giver. Right. You know, even growing up. I just what an impressive yeah. young lady. In her years in the Air Force, she was so dedicated yeah. to her country and doing what she could. So much so yeah. she turned down a, a full ride scholarship. Yeah. That's amazing to me. I know. And her but, mother is so strong. I don't know how she gets through ugh. every day. I don't know how she can do it. I, I mean, that's... Know. I talked to a lot of people about who she was because her name is so unique, Reality Winner. So many people had no idea about this story. I can't no. tell you, everybody that I spoke to, even someone I know who in, was in the military, in the Navy, you know, did not know who she was. None. And it amazed me that that's such a huge story well, and it got shuffled under the rug. But that's why. Yeah. That's why she was saying they kept it on the down yeah. low. And even though I'm on Twitter and I'm part of all that... Right. I also know that there's not a lot of people that are. And I just really was like, we got to do this. And you were like, yes, we do. And I'm just so grateful that you were. But it um, just is interesting to me. Like people, I don't know. It's it's just, just, I know. It's true. It's just like the lack of knowledge about this and and how it's been 
portrayed that she's this, you know, terrorist and that she, you know, was trying to put us all in harm when her whole motive was to keep us safe and to make sure we were aware of what was going on. She saw that something was wrong and she was voicing it and she went about it. And like, again, like her mother said, she didn't do it to become famous. She didn't do it to hurt anybody. She did it because she knew something was being done that was wrong and she wanted us to know about it. But at the end of the day, are we really surprised it was the Trump administration that put her away? It was the Department of Justice. It was Jeff Sessions. Guess who's his boss? Well, let's think about it. We have Paul Manafort, right? uh, yeah. who sold secrets, because at the end of the day, that's really what he did. And he got three and a half years in prison. We have Reality Lee Winner, who revealed secrets and didn't, got over didn't five get years for in it. prison. And not only five years in prison, but as her mom, Billy, just said, five very silent years. Yeah. They've got a gag order going. You can't talk to her. She can't talk to... I mean... That's huge. So, you know, again, I'm I vie for a whistleblower protection. Yeah, I agree. I think Congress needs to move on that. And Nancy Pelosi, who's doing an amazing job, let's face it, since they've taken over the House, is hopefully going to look at that, particularly in light of the latest Mm -hmm. whistleblower, Trisha Newbold, who's there in the White House. So, again, whether you have 18 years tenure or you're four to six months on the job at the NSA, like right. reality was at the time, you make that choice. You see something that comes across your desk. And from what right. I understand, and I'm not in the NSA, I'm certainly no lawyer or anything like that, but who do you go to in the NSA? Who do you say, let me go to the HR and yeah, say I've found yeah, this? Right. That doesn't sound... But it sounds like it was a trending article, so they all knew about this. What, and what is that about, yeah, please? a newsletter with trending articles. Let's see what's going on in the world today. I mean, that's crazy. Can you imagine if that newsletter and leaked today out? is Kathy's birthday. <laughs> and by the way... <laughs> The Russians are hacking our voting. Yeah, right. What? Yeah. It's like, oh, happy birthday, Kathy. So anyway. I'll meet you in the break room. (laughs) Cake. (laughs) No, I mean, but that's very disturbing because that sounds like that's how casual it was. And the stuff coming out about Trisha Newbold, what she was talking about, about the clearance that they were preventing that. And they still got these people got clearance. 25. Is that what you said? 25. Now, there is a whole thing. And really, there has been a thing. But now it's really coming down to the wire. The Jared Kushner, the Ivanka Trump Kushner, you know, their security clearances, which were not approved, mm-hmm. they're saying allegedly, you saw uh, my air allegedly. quotes, and yeah. to our listeners, <laughs> big air quotes, Yes, Trump pushed them through anyway. Well, this gal, Trisha Newbold, 18 years tenure, uh, has worked for both Republican and Democratic administrations. She called attention to 25 security clearances that were passed without full protocol in vetting. That's alarming. That's alarming. And didn't Trump say something about, well, he's not in control of that. He doesn't know. I don't know what that. Well, just at Mar-a-Lago, his place where he loves, right? Oh, yeah. They've got a Chinese that woman, that woman with the yeah with the with the drive. I'm going to, to a pool yes. party. Right, there's no <laughs> pool party. And by the way, why is your bag so heavy? Yeah, I right. mean, four cell phones, a laptop, a thumb drive, drive yeah. with malware on it. Right, really? Yeah. And who had the security clearance that let her through? This is the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't he just use a regular phone too? Anyway, what talk oh, about Trump's oh, yeah. security clearance? Come on. Oh yeah, no, that's a good time. It's an orange, not a phone. I'm just <laughs> Well, I, and I'd like to know the oranges behind yeah, it. The oranges behind but, it, yes. Uh, right. <laughs> 
I think these people uh, again need to be deemed as as American heroes. You know, yeah. uh, when when they're finding something like this that's detrimental to the welfare of America and mm-hmm. Americans, right? What do you expect them to do? Yeah. What do you think they took that oath to do? So we'll we'll see where this goes. I was thrilled to hear some of the stuff that she was talking oh, me about because I hadn't heard about it. Obviously, none of us really have. Who well, she I have was to be honest, too, coming and... into this, I wasn't sure. I'm like, okay, is this on the level? Is she really who she says she is? But after hearing her mother speak, it put a whole new perspective for me. Like, really. Like, it's like, it just turned it around for me. It really well, I did. wouldn't vie for something that was... No, I knew you wouldn't. But, but I'm just saying, yeah. for me personally, I have to kind of hear it for myself. And right. hearing her firsthand, it right, changed right. my whole perception. It really yeah. did. It and really what a, did. What a sweet... Oh, oh yeah! Really I just wanted to give her a hug through the phone. I really I did. I was like, "Can I just give you a hug?" I, I really agree. I just want to give her a hug. I really do agree. Yeah. So we will do our best to continue getting the story out on yeah. our end. Share it too once you hear this. Share please. it, please do. It's so important. Just think of any twenty-five-year-old that you know. She's actually twenty-seven now because she was raised right. She suffers. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, thank you again, Billy, and thank you, Reality, for calling that to our attention. And now for your survival tip of the week. Do the right thing. Absolutely. If something crosses your path and it's not right, make it known. Yes. Bring absolutely. it to light. Absolutely. I have a little saying, Gina, you're going to love. You ready? Okay. Yes. Don't sell your soul to the devil because inevitably whatever you're doing is temporary, but that sale is forever. And that's <gasps> one hell of a fire I, sale. I love that quote. I am that, just One saying. hell of a fire sale. That's the great ending right there. <laughs> that's, right. <laughs> that's really great. If you'd like more information on Reality's story, please log on to standwithreality.org or either Facebook page Friends of Reality Winner or Stand with Reality Winner, where you can ask questions, find out more information, and see where you can assist in the release of this American hero. Please share this episode. It was a passion for me to do this episode, and Gina and I are going to keep this story as alive as possible. Thank you so much for joining us. Find all our episodes at twofabfems.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So stay tuned and stay fierce.